Golf ball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. <laughs> we know it. I, I'm going to say right. I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB sports app now. Belatedly, we're going to do the news round. We obviously uh, kicked off the show with Kathleen over in Perth. Mick is back here with us. Hello. Hey, Joe. Anne-Marie Donnan, hello to you. Hey, Joe. So, let's uh, go through the uh, stories of the day. Away from Ireland, obviously, not quite bowing out, but certainly uh, progression will not be happening. They have Nigeria to come on Monday. Spain are through. Yeah, Spain safely through to the last 16 of the FIFA Women's World Cup. That's after a 5-0 win over Zambia in Group C in Auckland today. And that result also means that Japan are into the knockout stages following their 2-0 win over Costa Rica. Those two sides, Spain and Japan, play it out for top spot in Group C on Monday in Wellington. Mick, uh, we were talking with Kathleen, obviously, before the news ran there. Three minutes in, things were going bloody well. On the verge of half time, things were going very well. And Ireland do have a habit of conceding these goals just before half time. So less well. And then the second half, Canada started to show why they're so good. Because first half, I was thinking, is it Olympic champions? Are these, are these, these aren't all that. In the second half, they were all that. Yeah, they were. They did show their quality. But like, you do wonder what kind of a fill-up it gave them going in at halftime, one all instead of one nil down. You know, Maybe they start fighting. Maybe it's anger and recrimination in the dressing room rather than, come on, we have this. And things are very, very different in the second half. And like, in fairness, like Ireland have Ireland have, like, have a really, really good display in the first half that kind of like stopped Canada playing a little bit as well. And I think played very well the last day. They've been beaten by an odd goal in two games against two of the top teams. It's like it, this isn't a sort of a disastrous World Cup that we have to go and kind of have a post-mortem about. It's kind of what we expected to happen. Mm. You know, they've been unlucky, I would say, not to get at least a draw from one of those two games. But... You know, here we are. I have to say, though, I can't let any more time go by without talking about this. And I didn't pull the bloody clip because I forgot. But three minutes in, Katie McCabe did what? An Olympica. Olympica, apparently it's called. Yeah, scored directly from a corner. Steve Staunton, as you rightly put out. It's Douglas <laughs> Louise, as we call it, as certain Aston Villa fans, right? But I've seen it three times in my life. Two of them were last season, in fairness, from Douglas Louise. The other time was Steve Staunton. And yet, here on the show, last night, me and Will talking about it, I predicted that Ireland would score directly from a corner that actually happened I should have the clip to prove it but I don't <laughs> do you want to continue no I did think it was Megan Connolly that was going to do it as opposed to Katie McCabe but yeah do you want to continue the Golden Cleric Award speech here or I think it's I, I, look if I had said Ireland were going to lose 2-1 I don't think I'd be bringing it up now but I mean come on I said I've seen this happen three times in my life and I predicted it would happen and no, it did after three minutes it's impressive it's impressive I need, I need people to be more amazed by it maybe if we'd won with I, that I corner sent, I sent it into the group and I said lads this is amazing I said this last night I didn't even get a reply yeah I wasn't pushed if we'd won the game with your prediction it would have been a more well I do understand that obviously sorry Mick amazing just saying I I know my football job (laughs) (laughs) yeah like Anne-Marie speeches there either speeches or just zoned out listening to you give yourself credit on the radio I'm not sure which Anne-Marie yeah you've blown me away there like if I'm never going to get credit from anybody else and I have to do it for myself you know no listen I didn't hear you make this call last night I didn't either yeah okay well now you're going to have to make me go fish it out Uh, it was an amazing goal trust me and a great moment it was a great goal and she'll always have and she was brilliant today yeah she was wasn't she she really kind of like took took the the game the second half yeah took the game scored for the neck her Jesus her run inside from the right wing was 
was absolutely such top quality. It's just such a pity we just didn't have that little bit more around her. Denise Sullivan had one of her quietest games didn't ever she? for Ireland. Oh. She just yeah. nothing could get going. All the you know the, the only way she does that where she gets the ball in an awkward position, she has that little touch and creates the space every time it happened. It just went away from her. No, today. I've, I've never seen that happen to Denise Sullivan. Like never. It makes me wonder is she more injured than we think or something. But uh, yeah, it's a pity it happened on that stage. Uh, we should push on. It was a very good day for Ireland in the World Aquatics Championships. Yeah, another good day. Ireland's Daniel Whiffen set a new European record in the 800 metre freestyle final at the World Aquatics Championships today. The County Down native just missed out on a medal in Japan as he finished fourth. He clocked a time of seven minutes, 39.19 seconds. He already booked his place at next year's Olympics with a new Irish record in his semi-final yesterday. And you did say on the show last night, every time Daniel Whiffen swims, he sets a new record. I actually did hear Mick say that last night. A new Irish record, yeah. And now he's breaking European records and everything. Daniel Whiffen... Uh, we got a lot and of uh, no wrong. we got a lot of uh, interaction from the swimming uh, community in Ireland actually after saying that yesterday. But he was unbelievable today. But here's the thing: fifteen hundreds his event. So you got a lot of interaction for your whiffing, but nothing for your corner. No, no, that's a kid. He didn't clip the corner thing. You see, that's the problem. Okay. But uh, eight hundred meters finishes fourth, new European record. Like I mean, genuine, like very, very close to a medal at the world championship level a year out from the Olympics and yeah. the fifteen hundreds is event. So like this is someone to start getting very, very excited about here. You know? No, point taken very much so. Uh, moving to rugby, Mac Hansen is on the show after nine o'clock as the World Cup very much comes into view. On that uh, theme, Ben Healy going to start this yeah, weekend. That's right. The former Munster out half Ben Healy will start for Scotland for the first time this weekend. Gregor Townend has named the 24-year-old at number 10 for their World Cup warm-up game against Italy. The Tipperary native qualifies to play for the Scots through his mother. He left Munster at the end of last season to join Edinburgh and may feature for Scotland against Ireland at the upcoming World Cup. Yeah, I mean... He finished off the season with Munster in (laughs) extraordinary form, painfully extraordinary form for Irish fans. So I've I've no doubt he's going to kick on and and really um, do something for Scotland if he keeps that up. The clock is coming against us. We might skip ahead to news ahead of the All-Ireland football final on Sunday. Bit of a blow for Kerry. They don't have endless depth in their bench. Tony Brosnan was generally a good man to come off the bench. He's been ruled out of Sunday's All-Ireland final against Dublin. The Irish Examiner reporting today that the Dr. Cropes clubman is struggling with a recurring respiratory condition. Meanwhile, Kerry defender Thig Morley says he loves playing against Dublin. The centre-back won his first All-Ireland against Galway last year when he was also named an All-Star. Looking ahead to this Sunday, the 30-year-old who made his debut back in 2016 told Tommy Rooney that he's relishing what the day was will bring it's just the challenge of it really to be honest like they're they were the best team back then they're still the best team or one of the best teams now um, they're just a huge challenge the way they put that squeeze on you um, all their top players that's what you want like you want to be playing against the best players you want to be challenged like that um, they're always tight games they're always nip and tuck they're always one point or whatever the case may be so um, I don't think I'll be as nervous this time as I was in 2016 maybe but um 
yeah, it's that's always a great occasion. Really, I have a lot of. I'm half a dub myself, like so. Oh, I have, yeah, a, I have a lot of. Fa- la- my mom's a dub, so okay. uh, I have a lot of family up and around Clontarf, Port Marnock, and stuff like that. So I, uh, it's a, it's a big occasion for the family, right? Oh, that's, that's great. What's the like, Killarney? Do they just let you off? Like they're so used to all Ireland finals here that you're not kind of getting. St- uh, what's it like, or is there a buzz yeah. or? Ah, there's a buzz around, obviously, but yeah, the Kerry people kind of leave you to your to yourself freely. Maybe like obviously you might meet a few kids or whatever, obviously, and you give them time, but. Um, the majority of people kind of leave you, leave you, leave you be. Really, they know that you're concentrating on something else. But are uh, you be kind of staying out? Like it's Killarney's a busy town. Like you be, you might be staying staying out of it a little bit um, yeah. these couple of weeks and um, just staying to your own people. Like you know. Yeah, we've got uh, Colin Boyle and Darren O'Sullivan on the way after eight o'clock. Lads, will a brilliant analysis ahead of that game. Any other story you want to squeeze in? Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson has posted his goodbye message to supporters on social media and is set to be confirmed as an Al Etifak player. Henderson's controversial transfer to Saudi Arabia's Pro League will see his Liverpool salary tripled. The club are set to get around 13 million and this brings his 12-year Anfield career to an end. During that time, he won seven major trophies, including the Champions League and the Premier League. Could they not sure. squeeze out more than 13 million off them? Well, if Mbappe's worth 300, what's Jordan worth? Got to be 50. I, 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 I thought they'd get 25, 30 million for Jordan he, Henderson just by de- deciding that they wanted it. Like, you know, you're not exactly with hard negotiators there, I would imagine. I understand the lure of tax free 700 grand a week. Um, yeah, do you, yeah. And it's very hard to be judgmental everything, Joe. about that. To what extent do you think this will uh, tarnish someone who was deemed very progressive and spoke out in various issues when he's on a, in a pundit's chair although admittedly he won't need to go into punditry for the money but you know in, in future endeavours do you think this is the kind of thing that will hang over him or, or, or almost be half forgotten in a, oh didn't he go where did he go after Liverpool hang over him where in the, see, in the minds of I don't know see this is my question Twitter like you, you know you're going on TNT as it is now or Sky or something like that you know you're not you're not dealing with people who are going to be calling you out for playing yeah. for Saudi in Saudi Arabia. Plus, everybody's doing it. I don't know. Like, I mean, I still prefer that Jordan Henderson took the stances he did in his time, particularly uh, as an England player, mm. than having not done it. But is it a little bit undermined? A little bit. I don't know. You'd have to talk to LGBT people like to, to see what they think on it as opposed to us. But for me, I think that it smacks of a little bit of like, oh, you were all very for it until it came to effect in your wallet. You know, yeah. the nature of the move in the last two weeks will probably annoy Liverpool fans in particular. You know, it's fine to go towards the end of your career, but tell the club in March or April, not July when you're being lured by this obviously huge money. You know, Jurgen Klopp all of a sudden has a bigger problem than he thought he did in midfield just a couple of months ago now. So I think the idea that it's the nature of the move, like the last two weeks, how they've played out, will annoy Liverpool fans. Is Fabinho gone? Or he's on his way, isn't he? Fabinho's about to go. Milner's gone. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's gone. So he's lost four. And Kaida. And Naby Keita. He's lost five midfielders. Yeah. A midfield that was in chronic need yeah. of regeneration. And look, Thiago, I don't think, is going to be fit either by the looks of things. Doesn't look at like the start that. of the year either. So. Yeah. We are out of time. Sorry, slightly uh, shorter news round than usual this evening. Michael McCarthy, who did predict Ireland would score from corner. <laughs> and and that show. Daniel Whiffen would break an Irish record. Yeah, listen. When does Whiffen swim again? I don't know. I think it, it, there's usually a big gap between the 815 uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah. And Amory Donnell? 
Thank you very much. Predict anything. Predicted nothing. No. Uh, like myself. Back in a sec.